All right, welcome everyone. Um, this is the Medical Liability Minute, and of course it lasts for longer than a minute. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Siegel, founder and CEO of Medical Justice, an organization dedicated to protecting doctors from frivolous lawsuits, internet libel, unwarranted demands for refunds, and a bevy of other medical legal threats. We are joined today by David Mandel, who's a partner in the OJM Group, and he'll tell you a bit more about what the OJM Group is as we do our deep dive. Uh, by way of background, he's an attorney, an author, and an authority in the fields of risk management, asset protection, and wealth planning. These are three things of, of total importance to um, our audience and physicians. Um, Mr. Mandel graduated with honors from Harvard University. Now I'm from Texas, and I like to call Harvard University the Rice University of the North. Right. Law, degree, <laughs> Law degree is from uh, UCLA School of Law, and he was awarded the American Jurisprudence Award for Achievement in Legal Ethics. And finally, if that's not enough, he got an MBA. So greetings, David. Thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, pleased to be here, Jeff. Excited. So let's set the stage for where we're at, where and when we're recording, mostly when we're recording. Um, the COVID-19 virus is marching across the United States. It's already um, hit its um, stride, I guess, in Asia, and, and we're struggling in America. They just passed, or they're about to pass, the uh, CARES stimulus package, which I think will bring a great deal of relief uh, to our fellow citizens. Uh, but right now, I think the backdrop is a lot of people are worried. I like to say, I mean, I've been through this rodeo before with 2008. Maybe it'll be worse. Maybe it will not be uh, as bad. We'll have to wait and see. And medicine is often, um, I guess we call it recession proof, but certainly there's a lot of worry in the air. I, what I'd like you to do is just start, tell us briefly what you do at the OJM group. You've been working with physicians for decades and we'll use that as a, as a way to introduce why if you have a long-term plan while today is a hiccup it shouldn't create it should not be fatal it should be something that everybody can get reasonably comfortable with even if it is uncomfortable and that uh, we'll survive not just survive but um, we will thrive yeah absolutely Jeff uh, so one of the things that wasn't in that short bio which I didn't want people to hear to answer this question is I come from a family of physicians. So my grandfather practiced all the way through in the Great Depression. I didn't get to speak to him much. He passed away when I was young, but my father tells me about that. My father is 77 and still doing some locums work as a radiologist. Uh, great health, yeah. Um, and uh, my brother is a cardiologist. So, you know, we're about coming up on uh, 90 years of uh, practice of a Mandel in the U.S. You, you, must be the, you must be the black sheep of the family then, I guess, huh? Well, it's, it started maybe as black sheep, but now it's become white sheep because everybody needs legal and financial help. And yes, absolutely. Welcome yeah. back to the herd. Here you go. Yeah, thanks. You know, I tell people I was working on my parents' will, and I realized I'd be written out of the will if I didn't help physicians. So I wrote a book in 1997 called The Doctor's Asset Protection Guide, and that sort of led us down this road. So uh, at OJM, the world a wealth management firm, and what's different about us, I think, is one, we do focus on physicians. Uh, about 80 to 90 percent of our clients are doctors. We've worked with over 1,500 in 48 states. One of the other things that's uh, unique about us is we tried to, and this is on purpose, because when we formed this, 
in earnest about 2006. Um, and prior to that, I was practicing law almost full time and doing some financial work. Uh, but when I kind of shifted and said, I'm going to keep my practice, but only law practice do about 10% of my time on that and 90% on wealth management, I wanted to form a firm, not only that was physician focused, but that was multidisciplinary. So the people in our firm, my background is a lawyer and my background and my expertise is asset protection. We, my partner, Carol, she's a CPA. She's a tax expert. My partner, Jason, he's an insurance uh, expert. We have benefit plan people like 401ks and profit sharing plans and things like that. We have CFPs who do the financial modeling. We have investments uh, experts. So while that's relevant to the question that you asked is that, you know, in the last couple of weeks, obviously our investment folks, because we manage a little under half a billion dollars for physicians across the country, have been reaching out to all of our clients and trying to, you know, speak with them, communicate with them, listen to them, and ultimately get them to not make mistakes in this time. And, and you have people, you have clients in all stages of the um, physician lifestyle life cycle world, meaning yes. some who are young, some who are in their mid-career, some who are about to retire, and some who have fully retired, correct? Absolutely. Like my parents are clients. We manage their money in the 77, and there maybe have a couple of clients even older than that, parents of clients. That's how we got to them. Uh, and then we have residents and fellows. So literally, you know, residency retirement, which is the subtitle of our new book, which I know we'll talk about. But um, so, you know, what's really interesting, and when our clients are talking, when our advisors are talking to clients, we look at macro and micro. And if you can look long-term, both macro and micro, Jeff, it starts to lower stress levels, starts to lower that cortisol. Or, you know, as physicians, you guys know this stuff better than me. Well, tell but me what you, you mean by micro and macro. Expand yeah. On that. Yeah. So macro is, let's look at the stock market going back 100 years. You said you've been to this rodeo before. And there's been rodeos pretty much every 10 years. Do you want to say significant pullbacks? Now, is this unprecedented what we're going through in terms of social distancing and um, the health aspect, you know, and mental health aspect in addition to the economic? For sure. Okay. But 0809 in some ways was maybe even more threatening to the financial system. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, before that, you can go back to, you know, the dot com collapse. And before that, you had the oil uh, and inflation uh, hit up in the 70s and all the way through the Great Depression. And if you see that chart, if we could visualize it, it's basically from the left side saying 1900, the right side being 2020. And it's basically a line going up, you know, with some downturns up down. But the, 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 the through line is certainly uh, higher, right? I mean, even today with the Dow's at 21, 22,000, you know, in 1900, the Dow's at 50, right? So it's gone significantly up over time inflation is a factor of course and, and but even, let me add, let me add to that i mean yeah. just using your own two eyes you can see that wealth is being created in our lifetimes uh, and certainly right. you know if you compare that to our parents uh, lifetimes and grandparents i mean a hundred years ago or, or maybe just beyond i mean the automobile was just being introduced and if you look around today i mean you have people who landed on the moon we have personal computers we have smartphones so I mean, that that demonstrates that globally a great deal of wealth is being created over time. And that probably is the natural trajectory um, in our society and societies around the world. We will continue to create wealth, even with these hiccups or rodeos, or whatever metaphor you want to use. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. And what I think is also important, if you can visualize the chart, which any of your listeners can just Google up, is we've had some downturns, but it typically doesn't take that long to come back. I mean, even the Great Depression, which lasted for nine years, um, uh, the markets were back where uh, they were before the crash in 29 um, uh, within the decade. So, you know, and then the 50s and 60s were basically straight up, right? That was huge economic expansion. The other thing that I find interesting, and again, a lot of people on your listening will know a lot more about this than me, but if you look back to what this health scare has been uh, compared to, which is the flu of 1918 and that terrible um, uh, uh, cost in terms of human lives, we didn't have modern medicine then, obviously, and that came right on the heels of World War I. So you can imagine a world war I mean, it's even hard to imagine these days, but a world war, U.S. obviously leading the charge, a lot of casualties, a lot of um, pain and suffering by the, by the troops, but also the country. And then you have this um, uh, influenza, mm-hmm. right? And then what happens? Did we go into a depression then? No, we actually had nine years of expansion. Now, doing some things, we had no regulation, so that led to the stock market crash. But the roaring 20s, came after that. So I think the point of of the macro look is to say, yeah, we're going to have downturns. And this one is significant, but let's not operate out of fear. That's the thing that we're talking to our clients about is, hey, listen, let's make, and I'll talk about the micro in a second, but let's make changes on the micro side to you, what you're doing. But, um, and we may do that. We may want to rebalance. We may want to get, we have clients who you certainly saying, hey, listen, we think a lot of this stuff is on sale. Let's be thoughtful and put some money into work, some cash on the sidelines because we want to take, a, 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 a get in as we think this will come up in the year, two, three, whatever it is. But I think if people look at it long-term from a macro side, they start to, their breathing gets easy and they realize, yes, this specific thing we haven't dealt with before, but significant threats and major uh, recessions and even depressions we've dealt with before. And uh, long term, um, they look like sort of blips on the screen. 